Australian Book Review is pleased to introduce our new feature, Poem of the Week. I'm Lisa Gorton, Poetry Editor of ABR. In Poem of the Week, some of our most admired poets introduce and read one of their own poems. Poem of the Week allows poets to talk freely of their writing process, their poem's gestation, perhaps its formal elements or the principles that it embodies. Listeners can hear the poem in the poet's own voice. Poem of the Week is a free online resource. At ABR we're excited to create this sound archive for poets, poetry lovers, critics, students and teachers in our audience, here and around the world. Poem of the Week complements the other things ABR does to support and celebrate poetry. As well as publishing poems in our print magazine and reviewing poetry books there, each year we run the Peter Porter Poetry Prize. Plus, we have a new online feature, States of Poetry. To kick off Poem of the Week, we have Superfast by Kent McCarter. After that, we have poet and ABR editor Peter Rose with his poem, The Subject of Feeling. We hope you enjoy Poem of the Week. As an American teen in the later 1980s, swaddled inside the sensory input that would inform the final third of Generation X, I was pummeled with marketing jingoism designed to lasso the slacker zeitgeist of the times. At least that's how it was in the States, and perhaps here in Australia too. And with a corporate jujitsu, that contrivance was aimed back toward recipients like me as cultural raspberries my own vanity was pre-starved by boomers' success to gobble up. This was how identity politics was blasted out, shot from a ray gun with Snapple and Chex Mix. Pass the pizza rolls, please. I was gagging for it. We all were. I'm talking circa vintage valley girling here, when events were beige, tubular, spoon-gagging, and also of a coked-up fuchsia era, when new word collisions began to karate kid and stick, a decade that kicked my lasting addiction to gerunds and stewed my current potpourri of idiomatic infrastructure. Be such devices cheap, deep, rank, or preposterous, this poem is in full bloom of all. Commercialized language chemistry had ripened by then. One of these words was superfast. Valley Fair Amusement Park, known in brochures as Valley Fair, of Shakopee, Minnesota, near Chanhassen, where Prince and the Revolution began to wind their career and tape machines that Purple Rain would drain from, had a ride called the Caterpillar, a ride like you'd overhear at any Australian show. The contraption had eight connected Dodgem car-like vehicles on a circular track, with one to two people sitting in each. Er, techno, or was it news if Huey Lewis would splinter out from massive speakers and the ride operator slash DJ would set the caterpillar in motion from a Bond Villonian console of levers, mics, and pressure gauges? The purported thrill was that this clamoring centrifuge would increasingly gain speed, that 80s sucher, rapidity, but via a repurposed call-and-response leader-to-crowd system that only the 80s anthropological record could cook up, refrigerate, and microwave for me on demand. Do you want to go faster? Yeah! Do you want to go really fast? Hell yeah! Do you want to go super fast? Pandemonium. 
Upon the event of superfastness, riders would hear an oily thunderclap, a pneumatic kick drum that powered a green and yellow-colored canvas awning, supported by umpteen metallic limbs, to swoop over riders' heads and encase our carts like a vampire to cloak at dawn. Thus began the ride's apogee of caterpillarness, in appearance and effect. But what's notable here is that during this touted orbit, the ride was not spinning any faster than before. Superfast was subterfuge. My visual depth of field was amputated. Arena rock clouded me. Cop car sirens blended into a pigeon of detention. I wasn't going anywhere now, they amped, and why would I want to? Strobe lights rifled off in a god spell of spectacle. Like the architecture of casinos and its cunning that fosters our human madness, labyrinthine, windowless, cacophonous, scintillating headpounds, so too did the caterpillar hijack my age-appropriate susceptibilities and convince me that I was barreling along at the very crescendo of mechanical whiz-bangery. I wasn't going any speedier than when in really fast mode. But when deliberately bedazzled and deafened, those leggy guitar solos, amongst all else, sure hoodwinked my inner speedometer. Now, nearly thirty years later, I can taste the angle of a diphthong, fabricate speed with language, and bend a printed page into an origami Danus plexippus, or at least give it a red-hot go. Yet during those brief zips and the caterpillar in the late 80s, I was ready to go super fast, to tiptoe outside of the chrysalis of Midwestern corn dogs and its parchment of vox pops, and clumsily flap within the destination that caterpillar offered me. I still am, now, as a writer, formerly known as a target market. I create now in front of a kindred dashboard to the ride's operator, asserting my own specious claims. It's springtime 2015 in Castlemaine, Victoria, critical to note for this poem, and that's the season and where this was written one year ago, near an unkempt lemon tree and an African daisy being had by breeze. I've never learned to windsurf. So are you ready to go super fast? Osteospermum jucundum. To be with the dancing women, co-sequence of how their diet pops, Wet mimeographs is to be organized just off the gravitas of early jitterbugs. Stems an earlier still peahen down to portrait calm, and votes their fairy frou-frou to fly and woo as tie Babylonia twisting there, a calatrava cantilevered onto stamps in Pataguay. The telephony of English butter, say, or our aperitif of snowbank, are you ready to go super fast on De Beers, the carrot of Massachusetts? To be with the dancing women is singeing weed, boy, George's wind-up chameleon, and it's so meteoric why the African coastline, resembling a llama's head, sip-bent for Antarctic ice skates the retina of Lake Victoria. You're a daisy if you do.